Welcome to the Becoming You podcast. I'm your host, Megan, a mindset coach passionate about helping you feel empowered to be your most authentic and confident self. In these episodes, you can expect to find raw and honest solo conversations, practical tips, inspiring interviews and insights that will cover topics like self-awareness, self-development, anxiety, health, and so much more. If you're ready to take back ownership of your life and feel confident to step into who you truly are, then this podcast is for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Becoming You podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode. I posted something earlier in the week about this and I was like, I just need to talk a little bit more about it because it's fascinating to me. And I recently read The Way of the Superior Man by David Dieter and it opened up so much of my mind to how masculine and feminine energies work and how it affected me and also to be able to like accept that part of myself more and accept that it's not a me thing (laughs) a Megan thing it's actually like a feminine thing or it's a masculine thing and so it's given me this kind of space to accept myself more so I wanted to dive in a little bit around masculine and feminine energies, how they show up, wounded masculine, um, and then a couple of ways that you can actually start to embrace your feminine energy a little bit more. So to start off with, I'll briefly describe the feminine and masculine energies. So we all have both of them within us, right? Most women, I think it's 80% of women are feminine at their core. And 80% of men are masculine at their core. Of course, there are different, you know, there are differences, but I'm just going to focus on the general population, which is that women are feminine and, and, and men are usually masculine. Now, femininity at its core is flow, creativity, intuition, really nurturing and emotional, and also wild you know, destructive, chaotic. That's the dark feminine. And the masculine is structured and logical and direct, conquering, robust. He has purpose and he leads. I heard a really good analogy on TikTok of all places about the masculine and feminine energies. And it was this, if you think of an egg, the shell is the structure, the masculine, which allows for the yolk that flows inside it. Like if you shake an egg, the yolk would be moving inside of it, right? But it's contained by the masculine. And this is how they balance each other. This is how they work together, not only within yourself, but in your relationships. Now for me, I always felt super uncomfortable with my femininity. Not necessarily about my sexuality or like who I'm attracted to, to label it in that way, but just my idea of what femininity was. Like when I was growing up, I was raised on a a street full of boys. You know, I used to play outside in the dirt and on bikes and it was very like masculine in a way. And I was a bit of a tomboy. You know, I didn't really wear girly clothes. I think I was about two when I first told my mum that I, I refused to wear pink. 
I've always been quite strong and stubborn. And I didn't really play with like girly toys. So I was quite neutral as a child. And then sort of moving into my teen years, I just found like girliness or femininity awkward and uncomfortable. And I didn't feel attractive in any way. And so it always just felt weird for me. I didn't feel connection to my feminine, but I also felt a bit of shame around sexuality and sex and being sexy, you know, being seen to be attractive and desirable just felt a bit uncomfortable. And not necessarily from like strangers, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I kind of loved the attention, but it was more when I was in a relationship, like with an intimate partner, for them to see me, you know, to really see me, felt really vulnerable and I just didn't feel sexy. I didn't feel feminine. And like I said, it just made me feel a bit awkward, really. I've also always been really logical. And I remember being in therapy and saying how I'm just so left-brained. So you know that the left brain is the logical side and the right brain is more emotional. And I would just play this story that I was just left-brained right? Like I'm so logical. I'm so rational. I don't really do emotions, which is so funny because, because I just suppressed my emotions when they came out, it was like a fucking explosion. So I was very emotional. Actually, I just kept telling myself that I wasn't, I just kept telling myself that I was like logical and everything that I did was for a purpose. Like it needed a reason. I needed an outcome in order to justify why I did things in my life. So even singing, which is something that I've kind of always enjoyed, I stopped myself for so long because I felt like I wasn't doing it for anything. Like, what's the point? Where's this going? Just like I shared in last week's episode around quitting trampolining and how I I couldn't do this move. And so I I just quit because I wasn't going anywhere. What was the point? It's like, I couldn't enjoy it if it wasn't going to lead me to something else. And I had a deep sense of needing to be in control. I really struggled with power dynamics in relationships. And I realized I needed to feel like I was dominant or I had the one up on the other person. And this would even play out at work, resenting managers, you know, people in authority, people that were quote unquote above me. And just feeling resentful if I was like giving my all or or really trying. And I thought that someone was taking advantage. I really struggled with that. And what I came to understand after doing some work is that I was operating in my life from a place of wounded masculine. I wasn't inherently masculine, right? It had been formed as a protection mechanism. And let's be honest, the way that society conditions us, we're all kind of pushed into that. This hustle culture, this do, 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 achievement, it's very masculine. And so not only was like society having these expectations and that's why I've sort of gone down this this road, but also when I look back at my childhood, the need uh, for control was modeled to me by my mother, who was often very clear about right and wrong, good and bad, 
you know, very structured and logical. And there was no, or there was minimal, um, I want to say intimacy. There was minimal like emotional connection. There was minimal nurturing in that way. It was very, to the point, straightforward. And some people go the completely opposite way to their parents. And some people like myself go hard in and they're exactly the same. And so I had this really strong view of right and wrong. I need to be in control. It needs to be certain, all of these things. And when it came to relationships as well, I had experienced some trauma in my first relationship. The thing I'm going to do an episode on, I'm not quite ready to do that yet, but I, I will do that episode. But basically this first relationship I had as a teenager led to some power struggles playing out for me within my life um, because I felt like as a child I was controlled obviously unconsciously, and then I was in a relationship where someone else controlled my reality. And so in my 20s, I was like, fuck the world. You know, I'm independent. No one's going to control me. No one's going to take advantage of me. I don't need anyone, right? That real kind of independent woman bullshit. But it wasn't in alignment. Like I wasn't happy. I felt really wrong for expressing myself and I shut my emotions down so I wasn't too much, you know. I became more agreeable and I shamed myself for having these big feelings or like needing reassurance in my relationships because I was like, oh, that's not, that's not the right thing. That's not good. But even my intuition, I shut down. I've always had this like really strong intuition, like a a strong knowing, especially when I'm in a relationship and I feel like someone's lying or the energy's off or they're cheating on me, which happened many times in my past. I just knew, I just had this knowing, but I would often suppress that by saying things like, oh, I'm just, I'm being crazy. You know, I'm, I'm just imagining things. I, you know, I'm depressed or I'm anxious. So that's throwing off all these stories that I tell myself when really I knew what was going on. And unfortunately, our behavior and the way that we show up in our relationships is often reinforced by our partners, especially if they aren't very aware. So for a very long time, I was with men that had no self-awareness whatsoever. They were not what you would call an awakened man. And I was not what you would call an awakened woman, right? We were both just going through life on autopilot. So these masculine behaviors get reinforced when our feminine behaviors or like energy is shut down. So for example, you might really enjoy venting and sharing your thoughts and feelings with your partner, um, but they shut you down or they tell you that you're, you're being too emotional, you're too much. Or you might really feel the need for reassurance and attention, just like for them to tell you that they love you and they're proud of you. And you might need that sometimes, but you get told that you're too needy or or clingy, right? Or you might be a really nurturing person and you want to provide for them. You want to, to give 
them. You want to take care of them, but you might be told that you're suffocating them. You're not allowing them to be who they are, right? And in turn, you stop expressing yourself authentically and you start to edge into the masculine, right? Because you start shutting down your emotions, that nurturing part of you, the part that is filled with love and wants to share that. And you sway to the masculine. And the problem with that is when you're in the masculine, when you are in your masculine, being independent, not expressing yourself, taking care of things yourself, just being very logical, there's no room for the man to bring his masculine to the relationship. And the thing about relationships is they need both. They need feminine and masculine energy because that creates polarity, that creates sexual desire and passion. Without that, there's no polarity and that's usually when relationships break down. So we actually have to identify what the other person needs, right? Like I know now that I am feminine at my core and my partner is masculine at his core. So I am doing the work (laughs) to let those parts of me that are conditioned to protect me, to let them know that it's safe to let go and it is safe to be held. And this is where I now fully believe in having relationships that are conscious and being with somebody who you can trust to safely express yourself with because... Like I said, if you're with someone who's not aware, then you changing, you trying to surrender, you letting go might not be met in the way that you need in order for this to work. And it's so hard to open up and express yourself, right? Especially when you're being conditioned or criticized not to to feel like, oh, if I speak my mind, I might be abandoned. You know, if if I let go of control here you know, what's going to happen. To let go of control without feeling like he's winning, that was a big one for me. Huge. And the thing about femininity is that we often see it as weak. You know? Like, being feminine is being weak. I definitely did. When I was disconnected from my feminine, I saw it as, like, vulnerable. And it gave me the fucking ick, to be honest. Like, it just was not my vibe. I was like, I don't want to be in that. I want to be strong. I want to be independent. Blah, blah, blah. Um, But the feminine is not weak. Let me fucking tell you the feminine is not weak. I follow a guy on Instagram. He's called Lauren Kren. L-O-R-I-N-K-R-E-N-N. I highly recommend you follow him if you're interested in this topic. He talks a lot about the awakened man, the awakened woman. And he, he shared this quote that said, an awakened woman gives you what you need, not what you want. She will never comfort your shadow or make your shadow feel better as her heart is devoted to your truth. And this is the thing about feminine She's fucking powerful. She pushes her partner to be better because she has his highest interests at heart always, right? So she must speak 
freely. She has to speak freely. One of the things I've learned about myself is that I thought that my questioning um, of, you know, of partners, me asking questions, me, you know, doubting what they were saying was always coming from a place of lack of trust for myself or insecurity because I am anxiously attached. So I was always quite um, concerned that my questioning was coming from a place of insecurity. What I've now realized is that sometimes my questioning is coming from a place of intuition and just inner knowing. And that I can feel energies. I can tell when something's off and I trust that. And in the past, I would shut that part of me down. I'd be like, don't say anything, don't rock the boat, don't cause conflict, you know, be agreeable, blah, blah, blah. I don't want him to abandon me. But I recently had an interaction with my partner. There was a situation we were in where he'd said something to me and the energy was just like fucking off and I could tell. So I asked him, I questioned him about it. And what came to be was that actually, yes, what he said was not what he meant because he was trying to say it in a way that was like sugarcoating for me or wasn't going to trigger me or wasn't going to make me emotional, right? So good intentions, of course. But the problem was because I can feel the energy, because I know that what is being said on the surface is not his truth in his heart, that is worse, you know? Like... I would rather the complete honesty with me and then I can deal with my emotions. I can deal with whatever comes up there and move through it as opposed to, you know, saying them saying something that's sugarcoated. And so many of us do this because we don't want to rock the boat, right? Or we just don't say anything, especially as women. We're like, I'm just not going to say anything. But the feminine has to express herself, right? She has to express how she's feeling, because it is her truth. And this is not to say like, you know, just express everything and be really hurtful. And this might come from a place of trauma. This is like saying that you get to say how you feel. You get to trust your intuition and let that guide you. And there's no like wrong. You're not wrong for that. So if you listen to this and you're like, okay, I feel like I'm in my masculine. I want to lean more into my feminine like how the fuck do I do that there are a couple of ways that you can step more into your feminine so play is a big one right do things that light you up that are creative whether it's dancing singing crafts art like whatever it is find out what that is for you and do more of it because we often don't play enough just as adults in general, not even necessarily women, but that is feminine energy to play. And for me, it's really been dancing, like dancing for me moves so much emotion. And because we are so deeply connected to our emotions and we, we usually feel really deeply when we're not blocked, right? When we're not in our wounded masculine, we have to find ways to move through our shit. We have to find ways that we can move this emotional energy on And so for me, a great way to do that is dancing. For you, it might be running. It might be gym class, like whatever. So 
be more playful. And that also gets to go into your relationships too, right? Being more playful with your partner as well. Be open to receiving. <laughs> like ask for help. Women are often so much like, oh, I'll just take care of it. I'll just do this. I'll just blah, blah, blah. And then there's just so much overextension that you get burnt out. And burnout is a real masculine thing, actually, because, you know, it's a go, go, go. It's very achievement based. So it's really out of alignment with the feminine anyway. But be open to receiving help and asking when you need support, because sometimes we do. Right. And that's okay. Leaning on other people is okay. Find routines that help you feel grounded. A lot of this is about like being connected with nature and you know yourself so taking time to reflect on things especially because we are so emotional that we can really we can use our intuition and we can connect to things and we can really reflect and have these like big moments of realizations when we spend time reflecting so journaling meditating and also connecting with your body Connecting with your body is huge. So whether it's like breath work, just implementing small things within your day-to-day life that can help you connect back to that part of you because she is there. What this also allows you to do in a relationship, if you are in a relationship, is to create that polarity again with your partner if they are in their masculine, right? So letting him take the lead, whether it's an intimacy or whether it's like about deciding where you're going to go for dinner. Like the other night, <laughs> my partner came over and he was like, should we just order something? And I said, oh, sure, I can't be bothered to cook. And I was like, I need you to give me options. So he gave three options and like we picked from that. That is about him taking the lead, but also asking me. So a lot of this is around the masculine being in authority taking the lead, having direction. So this will be in their career as well, right? They will have a strong purpose. They'll know why they are here, you know, where they're going. They have a lot of clarity on their on their life. So their, their work and things like that. But they get to bring that into the relationship. So if you are always in control, if you are always choosing and he just kind of goes along with it, there's no masculine in that for him. You're, you're doing that for him. So allowing him to take the lead, allowing him to be an authority. And like I said, it's not about him just controlling everything and you never having a say, but a way that you can do it is he gives you options. He's like, right, this is the option. And then you can decide from that. Um, it's also about allowing yourself to receive and be held within the relationship too. I know a lot of women say they want all the things they want the big gestures they want the compliments they want the affection but they aren't ready to even receive it right how many times has your partner like done something maybe it's a big gesture or they've said something and you just you can't accept it you don't receive it you're not in that energy if you're not in that energy then it's pointless And vulnerability is so fucking important. Saying what you feel and allowing allowing him to hold you in that. Allowing him to be the container in that. Whether he is supporting you verbally by giving you that reassurance that you need or whether he's just fucking 
physically holding you. And these are conversations that you have to have because it's not necessarily intuitive for them or or even you if you've been in this place of like this is what society says and toxic masculinity and blah 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 toxic masculinity is immature masculinity right like control in a in a bad way um, violence aggression those are things that are toxic masculinity but masculinity that is leading and stands in his authority and makes decisions and holds you in this container that's fucking sexy that is masculine and when we think about it if we are actually feminine at our core that's truly what we desire because this is not like a thinking thing this is a feeling thing this is an energy thing so you might notice that when that starts to switch the polarity comes back the sexiness comes back and you get to ask right you get to say look, I really want to work on this this thing. And so I, I would love it if you would do blah. And you get to work on it together. And it's fucking exciting. And a relationship that is growing together and evolving and having these conversations is a relationship that's committed and that's going to last. So I'm all, I'm all for this. I love this work so much. Um, and the more that I dive into feminine and masculine energies the more fascinated I am and the more that I'm learning about myself and I'm learning especially and one last thing I want to touch on is how emotional we are as women or when we're in our feminine and that it's okay like I spent so many years berating myself beating myself up being like you're just you're just too much you're just this you're so emotional blah but we are we are emotional and the, the masculine might not understand that. That's okay. They don't have to understand that. They just have to respect it and be there. Because even if I am emotional, which I am, I'm so emotional. And I don't just mean like, you know, wildly out of control, but I mean like I cry at movies and I fucking cry when there's a beautiful sunset or I get really frustrated in an argument or whatever like I am just very emotional but I can still make decisions I still trust my intuition I still know what I'm doing and I'm still strong in who I am I'm not weak just because I'm emotional and I think that's where a lot of women get lost because we feel like if we feel we're not strong and imagine that we are fucking strong because we're feeling all of these things, all of the emotional like roller coaster, and we're still doing the things. We're still making decisions. We're still getting shit done. We're still showing up. We're still running the business or going to our full-time job or raising the kids or doing all of the th- those things. Like that is strength. There's something to be said about the feminine. And, and I think there's so much power in it. And this whole thing is not easy. But the more I lean into it, the more aligned I feel, especially within my relationship. And no one is perfect. It's a constant learning and growth. But I honestly feel more empowered now, knowing that I'm in control of myself and that I can also let go of some control and the world's not going to (laughs) end. So I hope some of that resonated for you. I would love if you reach out to me in the DMs, let me know. The two people that I really highly recommend following on Instagram are Lauren Kren and Jake Woodard. I will put both of their Instagram handles in my show notes. 
And the book that I was reading is called The Way of the Superior Man by David Dieter. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, wherever you are in the world, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would share it on your Instagram and tag me at Megan Scobley underscore. Till next time, my loves.